You're listening to the Counter Culture Mom Show. Our kids are under fire every day with the media and pop culture persuading them to give up their faith and Christian values. Stay tuned now as former Hollywood actress and pop culture expert Tina Griffin helps you counter these messages and safely navigate today's pop culture chaos. Christmas time is coming up, which means holiday shopping for most of us. To help you not go further in debt or stay out of debt, we have a fantastic guest for you today. But first, these shocking stats. 77% of American households have at least some type of debt. American households carry a total of $17 trillion in debt as of mid-2023. And the average household debt is $101,915 as of the end of 2022. This is horrible. The total personal debt in the U.S. is at an all-time high, $14.96 trillion. But the average American debt, so we can break this down for all of us, per adult in the U.S. is $58,604. That's horrific. With these statistics, it sounds like families need some major help getting their finances in order. Jenny Fearon is the author of Getting Good With Money, which shares her family's journey to financial freedom on a $47,000 yearly income as a family of five. So she can do it, we can do it, people. She's on a mission to help lead others to master money so they can radically change the lives of their family. She's a certified financial coach and author who coaches and teaches others how to build better, more freeing lives by learning how to manage their money well. Let's do this. This is the Counterculture Mom Show. I'm your host, Tina Griffin. Get ready for some financial freedom as we talk about finance today with author Jesse Fearon. Jesse, how you doing, woman? I am doing good. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Now you've got how many kids? Three? Three. Three young kids. I believe you said they're all under the ages of 10. Uh, well, one's 11. So <laughs> one is older than 10. Uh, you know, that's important, right? Because he's all about he's, you know, going to be 12 before long. <laughs> okay, so your oldest is a boy. I was gonna say, why is it so quiet over there? What's happening? They're probably all outside climbing trees. Is that it? They, they are. Yes, they are. And um, I think they finally took one of the dogs out with them. So let's hope we don't get interrupted. <laughs> Look at this. Now you might have a chaotic family situation with kids running around and dirt flying all over the place, but you don't have a chaotic situation with your finances. We're going to find out about that. You're a wife and homeschool mom of three. Way to go, sister. How long did it take you and your family to become debt-free? But first of all, what was your debt bomb? Take us back to those horrific days. Um, Well, so we actually started 2012 pregnant and then ended 2012 pregnant. Uh, Wasn't planned, Um, but you know, God's plans are always better than our own. Um, But so when that happened, we sat down and realized that um, I had become a stay-at-home mom right when our oldest was born. But we realized that we were not going to be able to continue to afford for me to be a stay-at-home mom um, because I was the breadwinner before I became the stay-at-home mom. But we weren't going to be able to afford that if we didn't make some drastic changes. Our debt was eating up my husband's $47,000 a year salary. And with two kids under two, with diapers and formula and all of those things, it was just not going to be able to happen. So of course, the option was I go back to work start making more money. But then we looked into daycare and putting two kids under the age of two into daycare was going to be astronomical, not to mention the wear and tear on my car, the fuel in my car. We live in Metro Atlanta. 
So if you if you are familiar with Metro Atlanta, just go ahead and know that you're going to be sitting in traffic probably for like an hour to get anywhere, um, especially in the morning and the afternoon. So we were just like, this is not the life that we wanted. This is that sounds chaotic. This sounds crazy. Um, we're never going to see our kids and ever see each other. Um, and so we had to get really real with our finances. And that kind of came to a head when in March of 2013, I was standing in the grocery store and I had not one card declined. I had two carts declined trying to buy groceries. And I had to depend upon the kindness of the stranger behind me to buy groceries for my family. Um, and that was sort of our wake up call of like, hey, you have to do something. You can't just keep ignoring the storm that's brewing over there because it's coming for you and it's going to hit you straight on. So how are you going to be prepared? And so uh, we go ahead. <laughs> I, I, I'm dying. To, I'm sorry, interject for two seconds. First of all, I fully have been where you have been. Um, secondly, just a little plug for people that hopefully will look at their personal mission. Do they want to do what you're going to share with us in the show and stay home and hang out with their kids and, and mentor and raise their children, rework their finances because daycare just read an article. I think two nights ago, it is more expensive now to sometimes put your kids in daycare than to go to college. The yes, daycare rise is insanity. Um, I just want to ask you one wild curveball question. How did you feel when you were in the grocery store and you scanned your card thinking you were fine and it was declined twice? Oh, yeah. The first time, I mean, it was embarrassing, but I was like, okay, it's fine. Got the backup, right? And then the backup failed and I was like, I don't have another option. I'm like, oh gosh, because I knew there was nothing in the checking account. So I'm like, what do I do? I'm panicking at this point, right? Um, uh it was really hard. I, I remember crying a lot. I'll be honest. I don't remember a whole bunch because I just remember being very overwhelmed and um, lost feeling really. Like I just kind of felt like I was shrouded in darkness um, and the kindness of that stranger um, was not lost on me. Um, I remember getting into my car that had this hefty car uh, payment attached to it. Right. Um, and just going, what a like, what am I doing? I was an accountant before I became a stay at home mom. And I'm like, we spend a lot of money for me to go to school to learn how to manage money, but they never taught me how to manage my own money. And why am I failing at this? And um, it was really hard, um, but it was, all, again, it was very humbling. And it was literally that night, my husband and I sat down and I remember him pulling out his credit card and just cutting it up and throwing it on the counter and was like, we're done. This will never happen again. We're gonna figure this out. We're a team, we're gonna figure it out. And um, it, it was the start of a very long and hard journey that dealt with a lot of sacrifices. Um, I know that's a word that a lot of people in today's world don't like. They don't like the idea of sacrificing, but um, you know, I'm now on the other side of that 10 years later, and I can tell you it was the best thing we ever did. I mean, our kids have a better life than they would have if I had gone back to work and we had just continued on. We would be in more debt today. We would not have made the changes. We would not have kept our family financially free. Yeah, for those of you guys tuning in via radio, I was pretty much nodding my head the last four minutes. I completely agree. Um, give your husband a high five from me personally for cutting up his credit card immediately and tackling it head on because that can be an embarrassing thing for the, the men to have to admit we've got a problem financially and I'm not doing what I should be doing as the man providing for the family. 
Um, at that point, you are the, the breadwinner, but there's a lot of scenarios where the opposite is, is true. Uh, there's a lot of women I've met where the husband is not doing their job. They feel completely overwhelmed. They're raising the kids and they're making the income. And that's not how God designed it to be. So with that said, you had that pivotal night discussion. You guys talked over what you want to do for finances. How much in debt were you at that moment in time? So just our consumer debt, it was just over $55,000, including our mortgage. That would be right at um, like $150,000 if we included our mortgage because we we had one at the time. (laughs) And so we we ultimately paid all of it off, including the mortgage on my husband's $47,000 a year salary. And how long did it take you to do that? Uh, So for the consumer debt, it took us right at two years to do it. We actually paid off the last um, one of my student loans right before our third child was born in 2015. Um, It took a little bit longer for the mortgage. It took us until January of 2019 to pay off the mortgage. And how do you feel today? Oh, amazing. Amazing. I, I don't worry Freedom. about having to pay for Christmas or, ah! um, or, you know, any of the big expenses, um, you know, when, you know, our water heater fails, our HVAC system fails, like we, we can actually pay for that in cash. And I, and I don't say that boastfully. I say that because this took a lot of planning and a lot of hard work yeah. and a lot of sacrifice to get to this point where I don't have to keep relying on debt. I actually now have built that safety net. I don't have to keep going in and sinking further and further down into the muck and mare of, you know, financial dependence, the dependence on, you know, paying that interest rate every single month. <laughs> Imprisonment, bondage, yes. horrific yes, embarrassment. Um, okay. I'm dying to talk to you. Check out these sponsors. They're fantastic. Thank you, sponsors, for supporting our program each and every week, four times a week, if not five, getting us to millions of homes every single week. We love our sponsors. Please support them, especially if it's a sponsor right now that's uh, helping uh, promote something that you could grab for the holidays, for example. Support our sponsors through that. It just comes back and helps us stay on the air longer. You, woman, don't go anywhere. I'm going to be back to talk to you about how you got out of that pit step by step right after this. The following is a life-saving message brought to you by LifeVac. Hi, I'm Arthur Lee, CEO, inventor of the LifeVac. Did you know that over 30 children a day are rushed to the hospital due to a choking emergency? That's why it's imperative to have a LifeVac nearby. It's made in the USA. LifeVac is an emergency suction device that is patented, FDA registered, and has successfully saved over a thousand lives already. Hear it from a real life saved. I tell people, LifeVac saved my baby. I had the skills, I had the training, it didn't work. The LifeVac is simple to use. Just place, push and pull to suction the object from the airways. Avoid the ER or worse, get your life-saving LifeVac now. Choking emergencies happen. Get your very own LifeVac now and get 20% off. Visit LifeVac.net or call 877-LIFEVAC now. The Jace case is a pack of five antibiotics. We put these antibiotics together very purposefully. They were curated in a way that covers the most common as well as the most deadly bacterial infections that you might encounter. In addition, it includes a guidebook to the safe use of the medications that is written in a way that's accessible for most people to be able to look up what their symptoms are and what the proper medication is to take. The idea behind the Jace case is to allow everyone to be better prepared medically, to be empowered 
to care for themselves. Since the pandemic began, our healthcare industry has had to transform from receiving medication to physician visits. Everything changed. Jace Medical is dedicated to providing proper access to medications before you need them. This protects against issues during travel or disruptions with supply chains, natural disasters, and other emergency situations that have proven to overwhelm our healthcare system. Secure your own supply of medication with ease and peace of mind. Use code TINA for a discount at jacemedical.com. Social media can absolutely affect our mental health. If you want to be aware of what's going on with your kids' mental health, you have to check out the Bark app at bark.us. That's bark.us. They alert you to anything suspicious going on with your kids' devices, including suicidal or depressed geared language. It's a must-have for families who want to protect their kids in today's tech-crazy world. I talked with Titania Jordan from Bark on a recent show for our Setting Safeguards on Tech series, and she explains how Bark is a dashboard which manages screen time and proactively monitors text messages, YouTube, emails, and a plethora of social media networks sending alerts about any concerning content. Titania offers practical tips for parents who want to save time and gain peace of mind while their children are online. For more info, go to bark.us and get 10% off any Bark app subscription by using the code word TINA at checkout. 10% off using code word TINA at checkout, no matter what you get at bark.us. Let's keep our kids safe. All right, Jesse, our crowd, once again, I think I just have to remind everybody, you just told all of us that it took you just a little over two years to pay off your consumer debt. However, that was while you were living and breathing and eating and yes. paying your normal bills <laughs> on your husband's $47,000 salary. What? <laughs> and paying taxes on that. It's just crazy. Yes. Okay. So here is my next question with that, sister. Um, first, we're going to tell us in this episode how you did that. But let's say one of you is on that right page with wanting to get out of debt. The other one's reluctant or stubborn or prideful. I mean, put something in the blank. How did you and your husband get on the same page financially so both of you could work together at combating this big bomb? Well, you know, each of us has our own strengths, right? Um, you know, my husband's a spender, I'm a saver. Um, me trying to tell my husband that he can't spend money, that makes him feel like I'm, you know, th that I'm trying to hold him down and like, you know, oh. imprison him almost. And he can't stand that. It's not that he just wants to spend all the money. It's that he just wants to have the ability to spend money when he feels that he wants to. So for him, um, one of the things that one of the compromises that we came up with was that he would have personal spending money. Yeah, I was perfectly I was fine not having it. I was fine not having it. I was like, I want that to go to savings, you know? So I was fine with it. Um, I remember sharing that years ago on my blog and people were like, that's so mean of your husband. And I'm like, no, I'm fine with it. But that's, it comes down to first you knowing how you use money, how, what money makes you feel like and what you want the purpose of money to be. Some people want security. Some people want freedom. Some people, you know, as prideful as it sounds, they just like to look like they have a bunch of money. Um, you know, and whatever your thing is, own that and get real with it so you can understand how you process and handle money and then go to your spouse and ask them these questions as well and just get real and honest there's no shame there's no judgment just to have a conversation and and get honest with each other on how you spend money um and how ideally you would like it to work you know if you are married to someone who's a spender how much money 
ideally do they need every single month, you know, to spend as they please. Um, my husband, literally, I would give him a hundred dollar bill each I month was and that was just his. I gonna and, say, what yep. amount did you give him? I'm like, nothing over a hundred. And that's nope. exactly what. <laughs> yep. And oh it's my funny gosh. because he got really excited about paying off the debt too. Once he's, once the momentum started and it was like, he wouldn't spend the whole hundred dollar bill anymore. He would literally bring me his cash at the end of the month and be like, here, go put, put that to you know whatever debt we were working on at that time. And he got excited about it. Well, you know why? Because you, he felt guilty spending it, you know, like, <laughs> here you go. Um, I, you have to come on again. Cause I have like 5,000 more questions with all of this. Uh, my husband would be like, yep, you're honest. Go for it. My husband's a spender. I am cheap, you know, if, if you want to look at the opposite, now he wastes money, I am a cheapo. And so we are trying to get to, I could talk to you for five hours about our financial journey <laughs> that would take a four episode series alone. Um, I would find receipts underneath his car. I'm telling you, he would find ways to, to make sure that I didn't know he was spending money, but I'm an FBI agent. He, re he married the wrong person if he thought that I was, he was going to get away with that. <laughs> We're a lot better today, but we still are working on some stuff. I'll just say that. Uh, someday we'll share. I'll tell you what. Um, so reluctant spouses, great idea with that. Um, I, I, a question that comes off of that, how can someone stop the paycheck to paycheck cycle when it feels like there's no end in sight with that whole shenanigans? So I actually recommend this to almost every single one of my coaching clients. It's one of the first things that I uh, tell them to start doing, which is to track their spending for 30 days and to manually track it. Don't use an app or software. You can use a notes app on your phone, that's fine, but you need to physically be writing it out how much you spent, what it was on, write that out for 30 days. As crazy as that sounds, the reality is that for most of us, we're not shopping with cash anymore. You know, many right. of us don't even pay right. our bills anymore with checks. You know, we yep. just go online and do it. So we're very disconnected from our money. And so if you're caught in that paycheck to paycheck to cycle, paycheck to paycheck cycle, the first thing to do is to get reconnected. And the best way to do that is to manually track what you are spending, oh, what you are spending it on. Put a reminder in your phone right away that one day a week, pick whatever day you want, a reoccurring reminder that you're going to go through all your transactions for that past week and write it all down and record it. Like there's no shame, no judgment. You just need to know where your money is going. And the fastest way to know that is to understand how it is flowing in and out of your home. And so for 30 days, just tracking your expenses, getting real with yourself, that's going to one, make it easier when you have to go through and be like, okay, where can I cut? Like, cause sometimes we are spending money and we don't realize it. Like my husband, he would go every morning to the gas station to get a Red Bull. And at that time, Red Bull was like $2, I think six cents or something. Um, I don't think it's that much anymore. But he was literally drinking a Red Bull like every single day. And I would try to tell him like that $2 adds up, but he couldn't see that that $2 was adding up. Um, at least not until he actually had his own personal spending money was having that $100 bill. Then he could of see course. that, you know, but he couldn't see that at that moment in time when, you know, be right before we tried to become debt free. And so this is just a powerful exercise in getting reconnected with your money. Um, and, you know, some people are like, well, that's not fast enough. I need to, I need to get a hold of my money right now. Do that first. The second thing that you can do in tandem with this is to budget by paycheck, which is where you start with the current amount you have sitting in your checking account. Doesn't matter how much it is. Write that down. Look at your calendar. How many days are between now and your next payday? What bills are due? Subtract that out. 
What expenses can, do you know that are coming up? Do you got to buy groceries? Got to put fuel in the car. Um, you got a hair appointment. Uh, does one of your kids have a birthday party to go to? Whatever it is, and start just plugging in those numbers and subtracting them out. Um, you know, and I gave this example at um, the library earlier this year when I led a workshop, and in the example, the person had only one hundred and ninety-five dollars to last them um, ten days, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, that is." There's, there's like no money. And I'm like, but here's the thing. Here's the value of doing this paycheck by paycheck budget. You wouldn't have known you would, that you only had $195 after paying for everything if you had not done this. Yeah. So even though that $195 may seem scary that you have that only for 10 days, you now have knowledge. You know that that's how much you have realistically. So then you can look over those things that you have. Well, I can reschedule my hair appointment. Maybe I don't have to buy as much this week in groceries. Maybe if I take inventory, I can maybe come up with some meals and use up some things we have in the house yes. and lower the grocery budget. You know what I mean? You can get creative and get resourceful and get scrappy with it when you are armed with information. Yeah. This episode, I'm going to have my husband watch immediately because <laughs> your husband is twins with my husband. How do you say that? Whatever the case is. Coffee here, <laughs> gum pack over there. Anyway, Luke knows that I'll, I'm doing finances this week, so it's all okay, people. It's all okay. Uh, someday he'll <laughs> come on and talk about my problems. Right now, that's that's a thing we're working on. And I don't want to be stingy either, coming from the opposite side. I want to be able to give, and I love giving, but it's hard for me to give when we're paying something off or we have extra money going somewhere. We could have reallocated it. Um, okay, so my question is, with your husband's forty-seven or $49,000 paycheck, basically a small paycheck, um, what did he do for work when he was making that amount of money? Um, he's been in construction since he was 16. Um, so at that time he was actually working for a corporation, um, doing, um, construction related stuff, but he was actually working like the graveyard shift and third shift on commercial properties. So yeah, that was, that was real fun having a young family with three kids under oh, three my. and a half years old. <laughs> All right, people, I know you're not going to go anywhere. So check out these phenomenal messages from our sponsors that we love dearly back more with you, sister, on your book that we have to get our hands on and buy a box of with our budgeted funds to help other people get out of debt right after this. We're a well-funded Christian entertainment company that's making world-class games for children. And what we're doing is unique because we're building top-notch gaming content that competes with the top of the stuff on the App Store, but that contains God's truth. Whether it's games that are biblical or games that come out of a new world we've created called the Rimverse. I was looking out at the world and I got bothered by a few things. Anxiety, suicide, and depression rates are all-time highs for children, which exactly parallels the rise of social media on smartphones. I noticed that for the first time in American history, less than half of Americans go to church. While over 60% of people in this country over 40 believe in God, that for children, well, it's only 32%. As a parent, and I'm a parent, and there's a lot of parents out there that we hear this from that want the true play solution, there's nowhere they can take their kids to deliver them high quality entertainment, something that they're actually gonna enjoy and use, but that also contains God's truth, that contains the values that they hold dear. Head over to trueplaygames.com to learn more. James 5.16 reminds us to confess our sins to one another and pray for each other so we may be healed. It's not enough to admit the church body has a hidden porn problem. Church leaders need the tools to help people find freedom. The Healing Church Book by Covenant Eyes cuts through the confusion. Here's what to expect from this phenomenal read. Learn why sex isn't the real problem regarding pornography. Discern how porn undermines ministry in the local church. Understand how porn affects men and women differently and how to help them. The church has a choice. 
It can ignore the porn problem, or it can lead people by grace to the foot of the cross, where strongholds are crushed and strong servants arise. Get your free copy of the Healing Church book in the mail today. Scan the QR code on the screen or text the word VICTORY to the number 66866. This book is a must-read for ministry leaders, parents, and counselors. Text VICTORY to the number 66866. Together with our friends at Covenant Eyes, we can help the church conquer pornography once and for all. You, sister, a a good uh, question I want to wrap with with you is what is the single best piece of financial advice that you have for all of us? You know, that is... You don't have to be overwhelmed. You don't have to be overwhelmed that you are totally in control over making this change. It is up to you. You can do this. And it starts with baby steps, one step at a time, tracking your expenses, making your budget, and then seeing where that leads you. You don't have to try to do everything all at once, one step at a time. Your book, it's found on Amazon, got me all fired up, getting good with money. (laughs) Tell us more about this fantastic read woman. Look at that five stars. Uh, Well, this book chronicles my family's journey, but most important, it gives you the tools that you need to figure out how to get good with money and what that looks like for your life. Because I've shared my family's story, but we are different people and how you use money is different than how we use money. But in Getting Good With Money, I share ways that you can discover not only how you use money, but how you can actually put those tools to work for your family so you can get your family to where you want them to be, whatever that financial freedom looks like for you. Because maybe for you, it's not, you know, paying off the mortgage. Maybe you want to travel the world. Maybe you want to travel with your family in an RV or whatever the, whatever it may be for you and for your family, more than likely money is going to be involved in those goals. So you are going to write those down and you're going to have the tools at your disposal to be able to build that life that you hope and pray for. And that's what it's all about. Hard over comfort, people. Hard over comfort. Oh, yeah. Counterculture Mom here signing off. Can't wait to have you check out all four episodes this week as we tackle the tough topic of finances. That is not an evil word. It can be a great word. Once we know how to budget well, we know how to give well. We're going to be finding our full purpose. You, sister, have an excellent Christmas. All you out there, have a great holiday season and spend wisely. Thanks for joining us for the Counterculture Mom Show with your host, Tina Griffin. For over two decades, Tina has traveled the globe exposing how pop culture is glamorizing harmful behaviors without showing the consequences and how these messages are wreaking havoc on today's youth. Through radio, TV, podcasts, and our app, Counterculture Ministries is reaching millions every week with a biblically-based message for hope for today's teens and their parents. But we can't do that without your faithful prayer and financial investment. If you appreciate the ministry of Tina and Counterculture Ministries, would you prayerfully consider a generous gift right now? We have a donor matching dollar for dollar. You can give securely online by visiting counterculturemom.com or by texting the word DONATE to the number 55444. That's counterculturemom.com or text the word DONATE to the number 55444. Every dollar is doubled. If you love this show, you can stay up to date on the latest critical issues affecting your family by catching all of our weekly episodes with resource links, signing up for our e-newsletter, and downloading our Counterculture Mom app, where you get timely pop culture alerts. Visit counterculturemom.com for more details. And be sure to join us next week for another edition of the Counterculture Mom Show with Tina Griffin, where we are rewriting Hollywood script for our kids. 